Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Hello. Good morning, Frank. You coming on the air? It's about yeah, I'm here. I got some music coming through. Yeah, I can hear. Good morning, you're on the net. Sorry about the interruption there. We was queued up in the wrong box. So you're on you're listening to Free on the Inside. We have our guests on the line this morning. And uh as always we welcome you to this program. You can reach us, uh our guest and myself by the calling number at number is three one oh nine eight two forty one twenty six. Went for a great time this morning here. Uh, I'd like to just say hello to the sponsor of this program, Beverly Beasley over at Granny's Place. Granny Place is a non profit Ministry reaching the hearts and the minds of our, of our young people. Uh, Granny Place Ministry uh, is uh, located in the in the Duncanville area. This morning we will be over at Clearview Apartment Center, starting up our mentoring uh, program over there. So we'll be teaching some computer classes, some literacy classes, job placement classes, and a host of other things. So please go to our website and look and see what Granny Place is doing in the community. I'm your host, Minister Joel Lewis, and we uh, have uh, Brother Ricky Daniels on the line and also our guest is on the line this morning. Again, that calling number is 310-982-4126. And at this time, I'd like to to introduce to you our guest this morning. Our guest is an author. He have a great book that he's going to share with us this morning. His name is Brother uh, Prater. And he's going to come on and he's going to share with us what does the Lord say in his life there. And I was speaking to him offline, and I was very encouraged about what he was sharing with me or how uh, God is uh, still our Heavenly Father here. Without any further delay, I would like to introduce you to him and let him tell you about our book. Good morning, now, Brother Prater. Good morning. You're on the net. Brother Prater, you're on the net. Okay, forecast. Let's see, can we get Brother Daniel in here then this morning? Good morning, Brother Daniel. You're on the net. Good morning. Good morning, Reverend Lewis. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. We have our guest on the line this morning. Let's see, can we bring him back in here? Okay. Good morning, Brother Prater. Amen. Maybe we lost him here. I'm going to have to call him up here and just to see what's going on. Amen. So, Brother Daniel, welcome once again to our internet program. Uh, good morning. It's a pleasure to be here this morning. You know, uh, we were looking forward to being on the show last week, but because we were unable to, so we did an archive show. Did you enjoy last week's show? Yeah, I deeply enjoyed it. Enjoyed it a lot. I learned a lot. A lot of little facts and a lot of you know, stuff that he was talking about. And you know, you put some posting on our Facebook page regarding some of the things that we shared that was shared last week in our program. So, why don't you go ahead and share some of the things that you put on the on the Facebook posting? And I'm going to try to get in touch with our guest this morning. Uh, I've been researching a little bit, and I've been finding out a lot of statistics about the uh, facts of that. Uh, most uh, 
people that go to jail, the average age uh, is between 31 and 36%. And, and that's 18% for 31, ages of 31. And from the ages of 36, it's uh, 18.3%, and that's real high. And I think... Uh, I think I guess his uh his subject about fatherhood, you know, and mostly the pit of being a father is most of that age right there is between twenty five and to thirty to thirty six. That's the prime age of being a father and, and getting inside your child's life. And statistically that fact proves that most uh fathers or males are absence from their child's life during that age period. Hey, so man, that sounds good. Basically bro. you can see what's going on that uh out the shortage of men. Yes. Hey we have our guest on the line right now, so we're gonna bring him in and then he'll uh tell us about his book and then we'll bring you back. Good morning, uh, Brother Prater, you're on the line. Good morning. How y'all doing today? I'm doing great. Sorry about the mix up once again, but we got you now. So please introduce yourself and tell us about what God is doing uh, with you and through you. Well, my name is Brother Prater, and um, uh, I've been in law enforcement for 22 years, and I'm a minister, and uh, God has touched my heart to really just write a book pertaining to the men, but more importantly, the fathers. And... um, and little, little like the way things going, if we can just reach our fathers, our men, to be able to help them to understand that God can heal, God can uh, deliver, that can really help our homes, our nation, and our communities. Hey, Amen. You know, I was looking at the cover of your book. Tell us the name of the book and how did you come about uh, the cover and writing this book? Yeah. Uh, the name of the book is called A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. And one of the main things was uh, with the cover, it's a silhouette. You you can't really tell the race or age or whatever of um, of the man and father that's on the cover. And I wanted to make sure to let that, let that uh, be an example that it reaches to all men and fathers. You know, I didn't want it to be exclusively for one race or whatever. No, it's for everyone, for every race. And um, like I said, the Lord had laid upon my heart. I, I wrote the uh, sermon on Father's Day back in 2011. And whenever I would encounter a young man um, that may be going through something, I would let him read it. And he said it was really, they, they would always say that it was really encouraging. So the Lord had laid upon my heart to not just make it for uh, exclusively for a group of people, but make it a book to be accessible to everyone, and and not and not just for men, but also even for the ladies, because a lot of times there's a lot of uh, healing that needs to take place with a woman based upon some hurt from a father, a lack a lack of having a father in her life, or or whatever. 
Amen. Now, let's talk about some of the chapters in the book, because I was blown away by one of the chapters, and I spoke to a group of young men, because I do jail ministry and prison ministry, and I spoke on yeah. these things, and then you had it on print, and I said, wow, that's confirmation. Now, we was talking yeah. about a stepfather, but you you said you call it something else. Let's talk. Let's start off right there. What chapter of the book is that, and, and give us some insight on, on your version of a stepfather, what God had put on your heart. Yes, actually, it's chapter. Let's see, it's chapter thirteen. Chapter thirteen, I entitled it uh, for the stepfathers. Um, also, what I do, especially to stepfathers, which a lot of stepfathers don't get the recognition that they deserve, and a lot Amen. of them fill the void. They fill the void of a biological father, and I like to entitle those group of men. Step up fathers. Those are step up fathers. They are still in a role that really is un- a lot of time unappreciated. A lot of time is it get bad ridicule and, and everything. But yet and still, they take the challenge. They take the challenge, but sometimes little to no reward. Amen. And, you know, uh, as I was sharing with our young men in jail, a lot of times people are angry and they mad and they frustrated because their dad wasn't there, their biological dad wasn't there. But you you shed some light on that about how those dads yeah. are stepping up, you know, and it's good yeah. to hear those things there. And now after I read your book and I shared with some young men, I'm not mad at my stepdad anymore. That frustration mm. is gone because yeah. it allowed me to see clearly now. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and you know it's a lot of times when we, when we look at it, when we look at the bigger picture, like I said, they taking a role that a lot of time a lot of people abandon, and for somebody to do it, and like I said, there's no manual that comes with being a stepfather or a step up father, and especially a lot of times you don't know if this person gonna receive you or not, but regardless of you being accepted or not, you take the charge anyway. And a lot of times, all they want is to make sure that they grow up, that child grow up to be productive, and a lot of times just be respectful towards their own mother. You know, uh, and that is so true. That is so true. A lot of times the child, and I'm speaking on my own experience, we don't realize the value that, uh, uh, that male figure in the house until we become an adult and we have kids similar to ourselves. And then we say, wow, this is a tough task here. When they look at you yeah. and say, well, you're not my daddy. Wait a minute. I know I'm not, but I'm trying to do the things that a father do. And and that's where it takes a good helpmate to, uh, to come in and, and walk beside you on that, you know, to let the kids know, hey, no, he's not your dad, but you got to respect him like your dad. And, and I recall yeah. that Jesus, our Lord and Savior, was the son of God, but he had an earthly father. And his earthly father took care of him like he was his biological father. And if God thought enough of Joseph, Jesus' father, to give him charge over Joseph, surely stepfathers are good enough for you and me. Yes, yes, yes. And and also one of the things I, I like to tell people, you always have to respect the person because of their position. You have to respect their position. And if you put yourself in their shoes, they're doing a whole lot more than what you would do. So you have to understand the love 
that a step up father has. And if we can just bring that to light, especially in this day and time, because, like I said, being in being in the law enforcement, is so many biological fathers that are abandoned their position, that are incarcerated, or sometimes even deceased. But exactly. a step-up father, God, God allows a step-up father to come in and really take that ministry, because in actuality, that's a ministry. That is a ministry, and just being able to understand, you know what, even though this child may not like me, this child may not even respect me right now, but the thing is I'm going to hang in there, and it takes prayer, it takes fasting, it takes really communicating with God and a lot of patience to be able to deal with the rough edges of a child and praying to God help us to help them become an adult and one day be able to see that our work is not in vain. Oh, that is so true. That is so you said a mouthful there. And I was just thinking about you said had a lost a sometimes we gave our position away. You know, yes. the devil don't always yes. take stuff from us. We just give that to him. Here, I'm going to give you my respect. I'm going to give you my finances. I'm going to give you my family. But glory be to God, there's men like you and women like you that's willing to roam that right to tell us about our mistake. You know, James 5 and 20 said, uh, uh, let them know the errors of their ways and save their soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. And I like that, what you're doing. You know, you, yes, we can't undo the things that we've done, but we, but through the grace and the mercy of our Lord and Savior, He covers those things and He makes those yes. things right. You know, I think sometimes that's why God allowed us to have grandkids because we messed this first set of kids up, but He gave us grandkids yes. to kind of <laughs> redo these things. Yes, 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 and and I think a lot of times people don't understand the influence that a child has on a parent. Yes. So, so a lot of time is even as a grandparent, if we can spend time and we can minister to our grandchildren, sometimes our grandchildren will expose a lot of things to their own parents, which are our children, to let them know, you know what, remember that teaching that mama and daddy gave you is still active, it's still valid, and it comes through our grandchildren to their parents, our child. Hey, man, that's powerful. Let's, let's move on. Now, tell me something else about another chapter of the book here, because we want our listening audience to know that this book is worth picking up. A Few Good Men, A Pad to Fatherhood, not only for men, but for women also. Yes, yes. Now, uh, one chapter I speak about pertaining to uh, Chapter 11, it talks about the heart of a man. A lot of times what I found out, men, they will acknowledge their mistakes, but they won't acknowledge their hurt. And a lot of time, a lot of men, not all, but there's a lot of men that really won't just share their heart. They, they, keep, they keep their heart, they keep their emotions in a capsule, and a lot of time they don't release it. They don't release it, not just release it um, through just getting out, but more important, they don't give it to God. And that makes that person bitter it makes them not be able to really trust. They don't trust, not just pertaining to a young lady, not just pertaining to a family or friends, but even to God. And so I really wanted to address pertaining to the heart of a man, like I said, chapter 11, and it talks about what a, what a, a man's heart desires. Uh, we, we, need, we need to start back dreaming 
we need to start back, like I said, communicating with God and and know that, you know what, no matter how difficult things have been, God can still do something. God can still heal. God can still help us, regardless of how long the hurt has been. He still can do things. And also, like like you said, the book is not just for men, but also it's for ladies. Uh, one of the things, uh, one of the chapters I brought in, uh, I wanted to make sure that the ladies know that this book is also to help them to understand even their own absentee father. And also it can help them to understand what type, what, what kind of a, what is a good man, what is a good man, a God man. A lot of times some females, some young ladies uh, see what a man is based on what they see on TV or what they've heard, but they never go to the Bible to find out what God said, what a real man, what a good man is. And so I wanted to make sure to bring those things to light. And that and that is so true. A lot of times we're looking at the man or a woman on the externals. Hey, they look yeah. good. They have they, they they look like they have some money, but you know, and I like the way they carry themselves. But that internal man, a person, they have no uh, aware of what's going on. They're still a child, and they're doing childish things. And as you were sharing that, I was thinking about um, one of my favorite portions of the Bible was David thirty four said, "I will bless the Lord at all times." That's what a man's heart is all about. Through the good times yeah. and the bad times. When I don't have no yeah. money, when I have money, when my house is all acting crazy with my helpmate, I'm still gonna honor God and try to draw them back in line with way with what I'm doing. You know, you gotta have that spirit yeah. like Gerald, uh, like Joshua. For me and my house, we gonna bless the yeah. Lord. You know, and so that's what that's the what yeah. a good man is. You know, uh, he sets that standard. I'm glad you put that on paper. Because a lot of times people need to see this, eh? because there's so many men out there are thinking the same way that you are and, and trying to navigate these rocky relationships and, 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 and these hilly and these valleys, and these hills and these valleys without any help, without any support, without any knowledge. Yes, yeah. and you know, one of the things I wanted to bring up, what a man really wants is respect. One of the thing, one of the analogies I like to bring up when you look at a human and a flower, that flower grows when a human speaks to that flower. That that flower takes in our carbon dioxide. It breathes in our carbon dioxide, but it exhales oxygen, and that oxygen is what we inhale for survival, but we exhale carbon dioxide. So when we look at a human speaking to a flower and the flower exhaling what the human needs for survival is reciprocated. So what that man needs for survival, what he needs to inhale is respect. But what he exhales is something that a woman needs, and that's love. When a man is respected, he inhales that and he exhales carbon dioxide, and that lady inhales love, but she exhales respect. So, like I said, that that's what makes a healthy relationship. But unfortunately, a lot of times, there are a lot of people, male or female, don't know how to 
inhale or exhale. And that's why God wants us to be healed. God wants us to be whole so we can breathe in a healthy, we can breathe and we can function. Our lungs can withstand what, what we inhale and also what we exhale. So men, men need that respect and, God, and women needs that love. Hey, man, hey, man, we're going to take a break here, and we're going to uh, give out our number and contact number. And also, I would like for you to tell our listeners how to pick up this book here and and how to uh, keep track of what's, what uh, what you're up to there because someone needs to uh, get some more information from you. You're listening to Free on the Inside, an Internet program to inform you, to encourage you, and to challenge you. I'm Minister Lewis, and we have our guest on the line this morning, Pastor Prater, and he wrote a fine book, uh, A Few Good Men, A Path to Fatherhood is what we're talking about today i'm excited about this book i'm excited about the man of god and willing to uh make himself available to share what does say the law regarding fatherhood because as men we are challenged with this here this is a great challenge i i you know i'm married now but before that i dated other women that had that had kids and we all have it one time or another and sometimes it just wasn't a quite a uh quite a, a, a the right fit. Maybe it was me, maybe it was them. But now I have a guide to tell me about these things here. I don't have to go out there not knowing anything. So I challenge you men to pick up this book. It's a perfect guide to fatherhood. Now, Pastor, tell us how, how our listening audience can get this book. And if you have any speaking engagements available, share that with us. If not, we'll go on with another chapter of the book. The phone line is lit up. We have our co-host on the line here. We're going to bring him in in a few minutes, but we want to get as much as out of you as possible. Yes. Um, they can contact me. My number is area code 214-908-3056. And also I have a website available. It's www.bp. BP, the initials of Brother Prater, BP Outreach Ministries dot com. And I have a speaking hey, engagement coming. Go ahead. I, I have a I have a speaking engagement coming up February the twentieth from twelve to four. I'll be at the Southwest Center Mall in Dallas, Texas. And it also October the 28th and 29th, on a Friday and Saturday, I'll be in Houston. And I, I have my uh, upcoming events on my website. Hey, man, God bless you. I hope to be able to make it over. And as uh, we mentioned to you once before, putting on your schedule, and that we do a men's conference here coming up here in March uh the early part of May, and uh, we like to bring in men from all over Dallas, and we just talk about men issues. So we pray that if you have time in your schedule, you can come over there and share with our men, you know, from young and old, your men that are, are being displaced but yet had not been forgotten by God. And we try to bring yes. those men in and let them see that, that what they're going through is, is not uncommon to man. We all suffer some type of brokenness. But because of what Christ Jesus done, he allowed us to walk through that brokenness. I recall how Paul said he had a thorn in his side. And he prayed several times, but that thorn didn't keep him from, from pursuing the things that God put to his hands to do. 
So I encourage men, regardless of the things that, that seem to be hindering us, don't ever lose sight of our Heavenly Father. Keep walking with your limb. Keep walking toward our yes. Savior. Keep walking toward the things that God has for you to do. Pastor, I thank you for what you're doing. You know, you you know, you know, know, we've had some ups and downs. You know, we you know, we've had problems. You know, all of us have. But yet you continually to do the thing that God put to your hands to do. And my hat goes off to you. Yeah, thank you. God bless. God bless. It's only through the grace of God. Yes. And and, and I, I just thank God. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I, I just thank God for the opportunity uh, to be a vessel. But also one thing, it, it helped me to understand, no matter what you go through in life, it can be it can be a testimony and encourage others. And that's the main thing that God wants us to understand. No matter what you deal with, no matter what you go through, you're not defined by your circumstances or situation. But also that can help you to have a testimony, and also that it can become your ministry. What you deal with, that actually helps you to fulfill the purpose that God has for you. If you hold on and trust him for the outcome. Hey, man, well, you know what? That's confirmation because that's what I do. That's why I was program called Free on the Inside. I do jail ministry. Sometimes the brothers are free inside the jail. I say, hey, brother, same freedom you were here in these cells. You got that same freedom outside. You have the freedom, yes. brother, but you got to get up under a covering, man. That's the problem there. Yes. Man, we got to, we, you know, we done had the highs. I'm the leader. I'm the boss. But yet you you suffer to a high calling. And so uh, mm-hmm. and talk about that. Do you have that in your book, how godly men are to be God-seeking men? Let's talk about that. Yes. First and foremost, we have to understand, even when we evaluate our relationships with our spouse or even with our children, a lot of times it really exposes the relationship that we have with our Heavenly Father. And if we can look at, you know what, I'm not getting respected by my child. I'm not getting respected by my son. But then when we evaluate the relationship that we have with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, is letting us know, wow, that's how I'm treating my uh, spiritual father. And so when we can get back in line as children of God, then that helps us to receive that love, the respect that we deserve from our children. And also Love even one, one thing I like to tell people, is, you know, especially, especially... Welcome to Blog Talk uh, Radio. Men, Please hold and you'll be able to, to listen at, to the we show. Have to, Forgive. 